Hello and welcome to the Bit Fat. My name is Luke, and with me tonight are Craig. Hello. Dave. Yo. Mike. Howdy. So we still haven't named what the show's going to be called. I recommend we call it Played or Plays. So it's the Bit Effect Plays Darksiders. How does that sound, guys? Going with it in five, four, three, two, one. It, it passes. Objection. Motion, objection. Motion Obje- objection. Very big objection. Plays sounds a bit too kind of common. You know, it's, it's like anyone could play anything. We want to do something more than play. Press, press play, man. Press oh, yeah. play on Darksiders. Really right. Right. Yeah. Darksiders released in 2010 and it was developed by Vigil Games. It released on the PlayStation 3, the Xbox 360, and the PC and has been ported to just about every other system since. Guys, what was your first experience with Darksiders? Well, first I saw it in a magazine and I said to myself, why? That looks mighty special. Then a couple of days later, I checked a trailer and I went, wow, that really does look mighty special. And then I waited a whole bunch of days and then I bought it when it came out and I played it. That's, that's good. Um, my, my, my experience was I had a baby a couple of months ago and I came to your house, Luke, to sleep because it was, you know, tiring affair and I had to sleep. And then you said, here, play this. I'm going away upstairs for something. And that was that was the first time I played Dark Siders. Yeah, I came across this uh, in through early previews. It set all the right alarms going off by saying it was going to be something like a Zelda for the other platforms, and I took a chance on it, seeing as it had Mark Hamill in it, which was a bonus. And uh, yeah. I've played it again for the show today. Nice one. Uh, myself, I listened to a podcast with Guy Cocker, I think his name is, uh, where he interviewed <laughs> the... <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he interviewed the, um, the the creative director, Joe Maduria. I don't know how you say his last name. And just from that interview, I got really, really excited for the game, checked out the previews and bought it quite shortly after release. Uh, and yeah it lived up to what i was hoping for so well we're going to decide that today luke no 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 that's fact that's fact metacritic has given it an 83 percent. so that's fact now dave Hmm. metacritic is a bunch of morons all yelling at a screen don't listen to metacritic and we have been the bit effect say goodbye (laughs) 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 okay someone uh i'm going to pick someone at random to give us a quick brief of the the start of the game craig huh? explain the start of the game and the plot jesus danny why 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 me so okay <laughs> you start the game 
you land in some city and you are war, this awesome dude with a big sword and you're running about the place hitting things. You then transform into a giant chaos beastie type thing and basically go on a wee rampage through a town. Um, that's that's the start of it. It's very apocalyptic. You come across some big dude whose name I can't remember who ends up squidging you and you end up back in hell somewhere with all your powers taken away from you and you've got to go on a wonderful journey over Hyrule and get all of your equipment <laughs> and powers back. It's it's magical. I like the hookshot. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. The hookshot's great. The bow's great. Job done. Iron boots. Can I slap Craig for a moment, please? <laughs> Can I slap him? Is it... Why? Why did you slap me? Okay, okay, because the whole premise of the story is somebody breaks the seven seals from the apocalypse oh, when the four yeah, horsemen come, but... but only war shows up. So then you have to find out who broke the seals of the apocalypse. But that's not explained in the first couple of minutes. That isn't explained it, until... Yes, it, it is. Totally is. When There's he talks to the big spiel. demon with the car. <laughs> yeah, that's after. It's the whole opening spiel, Yeah, man. but the first ten minutes of it is actually just running oh. about hitting things, isn't it? So, really? The plot, according to Wikipedia, since the beginning of time, the kingdoms of heaven and hell have waged war, with neither side ever being able to gain an advantage over the other. Thus, a mediator group named the Charred Council arose to maintain order of balance. And basically, those two sides had to wait until the apocalypse to claim the souls of humanity. Now, there are different seals, like David said, and basically when all those seals popped they got broken the um four horsemen would have an opportunity to come down and wreak havoc however war arrives on earth to find that he hasn't been joined by the three other horsemen and he has to figure out what's going on did i do that right dave agreed maybe no yes that that's good enough Summarize. moses would approve cool so i mean the first thing to i'm doing a fucking terrible job at this i had some <laughs> Uh, what what do we normally do with these 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 things? How do we start this? <laughs> um, let's start with let's, let's start with the combat. Like right off the bat, that's the most important thing in the cool. game. Okay, Dave, what do you think of the combat? Which is right off the bat the most important thing of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> deja vu, dude. Uh, <laughs> I I think the combat works well. It doesn't have the depth. I don't think something like God of War. I mean, I don't know if you guys compare that kind of i i would say it's pretty comparable to zelda like the zeldas were releasing at the time mm. actually no you know what i'll put it a little bit above zelda uh there's there's a lot more you can do in terms of like stun locking combos and air juggles and all that stuff so think devil may cry light yeah yeah i i completely agree with dave i think it is a it is sort of a devil may cry light uh, it does have things like the Z-Lock, so it, it brings back that sort of Zelda recollection. Obviously, we're used to seeing that from uh, Ocarina of Time. Uh, is it called Ocarina of Time, or did I make that up, or is it called the Ocarina? No, no, no Ocarina it's of Ocarina time. of Time, you got it. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, they mix a lot of things in there. So, uh, God of War, it kind of, uh, it tries to zone in on that whole, you know, juggling things with chains, grabbing off things. Like one one of the trophies associated with the game is actually to jump between five different uh, carrier. I don't know what you call them carrier. The bats, bats, thing, yeah. bats maybe. Yeah. 
yeah and um and overall fairly successfully does it it has quite a scope for covering things i mean there's not many games which sort of mimic zelda god of war devil may cry with a uh, you know maybe a little bit of I don't know something like shadow of the colossus in there as well so yeah it's a, a bit of a crazy crazy scope for the game um most of all i think it well for the most part i think it sort of pulls it off yeah what about the alternate weapons out of curiosity do you guys find yourself using the alternate weapons a lot not at all for me yeah i only pulled them out when i needed them yeah i was the same i only did them for the for the achievements or trophies yeah i went for the platinum this time yeah yeah um, i think mike's brought up a good point there that i personally feel like this game is a bit of a jack of all trades it's uh master of none it it, it takes mm. a lot of things in from other games but it doesn't really add or define or push what it's trying to do it seems to just copy little bits from other games and i can see what they were trying to do with the combat um i mean you could get combos and you could you could build up a chain but it didn't feel like doing that achieved anything and i found that even if i'd bought all the combos and done all the moves once i'd got the set of combo or the attack that i i like to use um, which was the dash forward and then the strong attack as the enemies got up or just mashing square basically um, I didn't really look into much more of the combat depth it, it just didn't seem there was any need to I was de- did you guys find that? yeah it wasn't necessary well, the- on, okay. no on you go Dave no on you go no I was going to say, I I felt the same. I felt it was like slightly unnecessary. I didn't buy any of the combos that involved more than a direction and a single button until after I'd finished the game and I needed the trophy. Up until that point, I just, the exact same combos as you look, it was that kind of doofy in and then a big smash. And the scythe, the spinning scythe thing was pretty good as well for clearing big groups. Other than that, I found it a bit, I bored myself. Using this one one problem I had with it was it doesn't like if you do a massive combo like I think I got up to twenty six on one that's the highest I could get yeah. it doesn't seem to give you any reward for that like yeah. you said like it it doesn't reward you with more souls because you are flashier or more stylish like something like Devil May Cry does or even Lords of Shadow does um, it's also the fact that a lot of these enemies they have phases and yeah. you can't really damage them through their phases. Like, you don't have anything that hits OTG or anything like that to where you can pop them back up and hit them again. Sorry, so can you repeat it, that? A lot of it... O- O-P-P? O- OTG. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> uh, on <laughs> okay. the ground. It, nothing that hits on the ground and pops okay. them back up. <laughs> so you can continue a combo. Sorry, guys. Jeez. But it's kind of unrewarding. Once, once you buy one or two moves where you can pop them in the air, hit them a bunch of times, do that whole spinny blade thing, crack them back down. That's pretty much it. You're at your limits. Now, maybe you can. I don't know. I haven't looked on YouTube. Maybe you can, you know, combo somebody for 99 hits. I couldn't figure out a way to do it. Yeah, the only way I found to get in a high combo was with the um, the Tremor Glove. Is that what it was called? And you could, oh, yeah. you could do a move. It was kind of like Donkey Kong where you like just spammed the ground and everything yeah. was knocked up. But you could continue doing it. Yeah, yeah. The, the animation wasn't long enough to where you could like pop that and then go back to your normal weapon yeah. and hit them again. Yeah. Um, so for anyone that hasn't played the game, as you progress through the game, you unlock more swords and weapons. Um, 
it's it's very very similar to ocarina of time you start with a, a sword that is basically just the master sword and um, you get a powered up version of it you also get a scythe which is uh death's weapon he's another one of the horsemen you get um it's like a i think it's called the tremor gauntlet and it's just a massive glove that you wear over your fist and you can punch things with it uh that's is that used... the one you get from the scotsman yes it is because you have to yeah you can't pick up the hammer okay you can't you go to pick up the hammer or something you yeah. can't it gives you a glove and then you can punch big rocks which, which fun fact, Scotsmans are known for their big hammers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On top of those weapons, you also get, uh, it's almost like a boomerang. Oh, the crossblade? Yeah, the crossblade Ocarina of Time sort of thing. And you get um, pistols that you can shoot continuously. You can also shoot them also. Which are mount- useless. Yes, very, very useless. They are absolutely they do, useless. They do have their like, uses. Thought, okay. Um, the, you know, you're I, in the, the Ashlands and you get you're up against a boss, and before that, you've got a few horses you've mm. got to kill. They're really handy in that battle because you can just shoot the horses from afar without too much. Oh, see, I, I just did the jump slash. Yeah, I my timing isn't the best. The best for that. So I'm gonna run away from these people and shoot them. Lots. I mean, it's a lot of bullets. Who's rustling paper? Sorry, it's me. I I had notes on oh, this. Don't... I'm trying to find them. I'm sorry. You <laughs> did them. I just remembered. I, I, no, okay, I just remembered. Sorry. There is something crisps. cool about the way the way the guns work. If you are on the uh, on the horse yeah. riding about and you're uh, being chased by a worm, it looks cool. It might mm-hmm. not do much damage, and it might do a lot of damage. Well, not much damage over a long amount of time, but it does look pretty cool. Yeah. 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 yeah let's let's move on to the the world design. Um. Just to give a little bit of context for anyone who hasn't played it, at the start of the game, it does have a very typical introduction where you have all the powers and then shortly after you lose them. Um, so, War arrives on Earth and he finds Abaddon? Abaddon? Abaddon. 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 Why am I so shit at this? Abaddon uh, fighting Uriel and uh, he gets involved and basically gets knocked out. He then comes back to Earth. I assume a couple hundred years later, and it's just been completely decimated. There's very little left of mankind's um, existence. I mean, all the humans are dead, and the world that they lived in has been completely trashed. Uh, how did you guys find it? What Was there any standout points to character design or the world design? Or... Well, well, let's talk Luke, more. I think oh, the most important thing to first say is that Seeing the earth decimated and destroyed over a hundred years really brought a tear to my eye. And I think <laughs> thinking of the wildlife, especially the way they suffered, and you know, just thinking of those last days, the the entire backbone of countries falling to their knees from the power of a an alien race or devil is quite a serious and a close close to my heart story, which I have experienced. And it's it's quite nice as well that over those 100 years, as the world has decayed in a linear path, there's a wee bit of moss that you can climb up. It's just everything's perfectly placed for you to walk that string single straight line. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's almost like it was. Hmm, but when when does it actually that? tell you 100 years have passed? I don't remember that bit. It doesn't. Thought... It, it tells you like I think it was like 16, 16 or 20 years have passed. 
Like, oh. I mean, come on, guys. it wouldn't take much for, you know, hell to wipe out Earth. I mean, you know, mm. the Scotsmen can only hold out so mm-hmm. long with their big well, swords. If my car rusts like that in 10 to 20 years, I'd be a bit disappointed. <laughs> but, but don't forget, you got Hellfire, man. Oh, I yeah. mean, Hellfire will just, just ruin a paint job. Is yeah, that covered geez. in insurance? Does that count as an act of God? Oh, is that an act of God? I mean, oh, technically. <laughs> um, so design-wise, let's let's talk war. Um, Luke, you'll know this, and Mike, you'll probably know this too. It, it, does it not look like war was designed by Blizzard? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's the first thing I thought about the entirety of this game was that mm. there's a thing that Blizzard do, which is that they add like a, a for want of a better better word, a chunkiness to characters where the shoulders are sort of a bit wider, the arms are a bit bulkier, but sort of in a weird way that only Blizzard seems to do. But somehow, Darksiders sort of channels that, and they pull that out and put it into their designs here, which really did, you know, get me attracted to the game in the first place. Yeah, it looks like he's wearing bowling balls on his shoulders. I mean, they're just (laughs) shoulders. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he hasn't skipped arm day. And, and you know, uh, funnily enough, the guy who does the voice of War was the voice of Illidan in Warcraft, so that, that made me giggle a little bit. Mm. But on the whole, I, I really like the design of the demons. Like, um, uh, what Mark Hamill's character? Is he the Watcher? I yeah. can't remember. Like, I really like the design of the Watcher and most of the the devils. I think the angel design is ripped right from Diablo. Mm. Like yeah. Like that almost yeah, mechanical yeah. look. I, I, I really liked that. But... Oh, Dave, you're still talking. Except keep talking. for... Keep talking. Well, no, it's fine. Except for very certain circumstances, like the cathedral with the spider. Most of the world design screamed very generic. Yeah. Like, I mean, you have those cool bits where, like, oh, you're bouncing along a broken highway, and, and then it's just into kind of blandness again. Yeah. There's not much uh, consistency to it. To be brutally honest, it's, it's a, a small handful of <clears throat> really well-remembered sections and then quite a lot of just in-between bits, which are just in-between bits, <laughs> guessing. Yeah, like I'd completely forgot about the subway part. Like, absolutely, just all of it. And it, it going back through it, it was just kind of bland. Also, if they, why, why, why didn't they do an ice place? I would have liked a nice place. <laughs> yeah, I think you guys kind of summed it up pretty well. I mean, for a developer, I think this is one of their first games. At the time, it looks it looked pretty good when it came out. I mean, it didn't push anything, but there was a lot to the game, so that's maybe understandable. Um, as it's aged, I don't think it looks terrible, but it does feel a little bit constrained. You feel it's got that ocarina of time thing where, like, you know, you feel like you're in an enclosed space, even though it's supposed to be wide and open, um, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everything's consistent. Like, all, all the world design is consistent, and nothing sticks out of, like, whoa, this doesn't fit in. But it's, yeah, it's that kind of ocarina yeah. syndrome. There was one area that stood out to me as being quite pretty, and I think, is it the eye, is it the Ion Canopy that's kind of like a built-up residential area, but covered in flowers and shit? Is that the Iron Canopy? Yeah. I thought that was quite nice. And also the... the What, the the, the swimming place with all the water yes, and the fish? And... Yes, It was nice. It was nice. Um... Oh, yeah, there's a lot of nice mm-hmm. visuals, I think. 
it's just when you're playing it, a lot of it just slows right off you. Yeah. Because it's just kind of generic. I mean, it's been it's only been a few weeks since I finished this, and I'm I was just racking my brains there trying to think what was my favorite bit, and a lot of it's quite it is quite generic, <laughs> especially th- places like the Ashlands. It's big. But it's just a big desert with some. Oh, no, see, I really like the Ashlands. I like the, yeah, the Gladiator Arena. And I like the drills, apart from navigating around the drills. I quite like the look of it. Yeah. But. Mm. Yeah, I, I kind of liked it. So the, the game progresses like a Zelda game, basically. You get an objective, you're sent to a dungeon to, to get a specific item. At the start of the game, it's um you need to kill a boss and steal its heart to to power up a demon that's been imprisoned uh so he, he'll he'll do you a favor if you do him a favor sort of thing um how did you guys find the dungeons i mean th- i personally found them they were all very varied it it was very zelda and i i really enjoyed that i thought that was you know i'm a big fan of ocarina of time and it got me right in the nostalgias <laughs> Well, Luke, funny you should mention Zelda. (laughs) (laughs) The demon that you're giving the hearts to, does he look like Tim Curry from Legend to anybody else? (laughs) Like, I I didn't know if that was like a throwback on purpose or just happened to look like him, but he kind of sounded Tim Curry too. So let's say it was a nice little Easter egg. The the demon's Um, called Samuel, by the way. Sorry. Ah, Samuel. Yeah, Mm -hmm. there you go. Legend is that absolutely terrible movie with Tom Cruise in it, right? Yes, sir. And okay. the giant Tim Curry demon head. Oh, God. I've not seen it. Oh, oh, Google a picture of Tim Curry devil. You'll see exactly what I mean. Uh, but, um, Dungeon Keeper, I, I, Oh, yeah, or Dungeon Keeper, yeah. Okay. The dungeon design, I think, worked up until a very specific part. And then it got so incredibly frustrating and annoying and just very tedious yeah the, uh what is it the black throne yeah shall we start with the good ones like and once... then head to the bad ones yeah I, yeah yeah has anyone got a good one um, i <laughs> i really liked black throne actually <laughs> oh no, oh, no. Okay. um okay i am um, uh, one of the ones i would point out with uh, the cathedral i really like the cathedral but i also have a weakness for like giant spiders yeah. So that may have been just me. It was good. That was probably my favourite boss as well. The whole thing about that, the creepy wee spiders, the thankfully very handily repeatedly spawning spiders for the trophies. So you could just run in, hit a lot of spiders and run away. Oh, and yeah. Just, you know, hours of fun there just hitting spiders. Um, absolutely fantastic. I mean, for the most part, it does that whole Zelda thing of if you get something in this dungeon, which you <sighs> will, you're going to be using it constantly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, what what kind of stood out for me with the bosses more than that the bosses themselves was the absolutely brutal deaths they endured. During, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, when war finally caught them, it wasn't just a case of mm. put the sword through them and hack away. It was a horrific, like tearing things limb from limb. Uh, and yeah, that was possibly the best bits of the battles. Um, while well, he pulled out their hearts and <laughs> took it them is, back to Samuel. It is the spider boss where he grabs the train, smacks it into him, irreversible <laughs> yeah. style, and then then proceeds to take the heart. Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. the Stygian. That's the giant oh. worm that he smashes with the train. No, no. The spider was, yeah, the spider was just oh, punching yeah. chest. 
Yeah, okay. No, the spiders. Yeah, the spiders, good. the train one. The Stygian, the Stygian's the one where you have the to Stygian's hit its, the worm. Um, you have to hit its metal mask off. Oh! The Griever. Is well, wait the, a minute. The no, Griever's the, the one with the, the train. The... Tiamat. Yeah, there you the go, bat. the Griever. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. Tiamat. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he was the worst for me. I, I hated Tiamat. It was just... Um, can we talk about the boss battles yeah, now? Yeah, why not? What is that kind well, that's what we'll talk closer. about anyway. So... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the Tiamat and the Stygian, no, not Stygian, I'm sorry, Griever, are like very Zelda bosses where there is a very specific phase where you can hit them. Yeah. And if you miss your chance, you've got to wait till they cycle through all their attacks again. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a God of War or a Devil May Cry boss where you can get in your hits when you want. So a lot of these boss fights are waiting until the boss is vulnerable, kind of like Zelda, and I really don't like that. I kind of disagree. I, I kind of like that, but it's maybe because I'm used to it from Zelda. I think when you're... For me, when I'm playing it, I'm like, okay, this is a Zelda game or it's trying to be one. So I kind of accept that. I need to figure out the routine, mm-hmm. break it, and then do the damage when I can. But yeah, I can see both sides of the argument. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying it's inherently bad. It's just something I don't like. I'd rather, uh, you know... I guess like a Souls boss, you get in your hits when you can. Yeah. While they're going through their routine, yeah. Yeah. Just take us back a tiny bit. I just wanted to double check on these dungeons because um, one of the biggest issues I had was that it felt like I was overreaching on puzzles in some cases. It felt like I was trying to connect dots which weren't there yet and I didn't have a fully set path. I remember at one point I was trying to uh, you know, send out the boomerang, grab a sticky bomb, uh, pass it yeah, through fire, yeah. get it onto some ice. And then I was finding out, actually, even though it's just about physically possible to do that at the moment, you're not supposed to do that. You're just supposed to climb up a wall somewhere else mm-hmm. and things like that. And it's, it always felt like you felt there might be multiple options for how to get through things. And the design just wasn't there to back it yeah. up, to make you solid on your one choice. You like... There could be two choices here. And after, you know, like there was one bit where uh, I want you guys to tell me how to do this because I sort of fluke this, but there's a, just like a line going across a cavern and there's three little monsters dangling off this lot. Oh no, no, little um, like Half-Life style yeah, tentacles yeah. which grab yeah, me off the I line. I know the bit you're on, yeah. And then there's yeah. a wall at the end. Basically, what you got to do is jump onto the lot well, what I did was I got out my gun, shot at all three of them in a strategic order of the furthest away first, I think yep. it was. Then jumped on the line, held down my panic run button, and tried to get all the way to the end to jump onto the wall. And out of, I died about five times, but the sixth time it worked. And I thought, that's not how I was supposed to do this. No. But I somehow managed <laughs> the to do it anyway. The exact same process, except use the boomerang. Yeah, and it gives so basically you, you use the crossblade. Ah, the crossblade blade allows you to like target enemies, and it'll shade them. So you'd hold hold down the crossblade's attack, uh, aim at the bad guys, and it would. Whilst you're well, once you've thrown it, it'll do the animation for a good bit of time, allowing you to dash across. Yeah. But I also okay. got stuck on that bit. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, not I the think only you way. got a great point, Mike. Because yeah. there's there was some puzzles like where it involved the chronosphere. And you didn't even know the chronosphere existed yet, so you just come across a puzzle, and you can just about get it. Yeah. 
but you just can't. Mm. And there were a couple of times where I got stumped going, how do I, how do I do uh-huh. this? And then I Google it and, oh, you've got to wait till you have this piece. There's nothing that really te- telegraphs that you need another piece to finish this puzzle. So this is maybe more of a general question. That The first time I ever met that was uh, Metroid, but I understand it's more of a Castlevania thing, this backtracking once you've unlocked a weapon or a perk or something that allows you to, to get through something. Do you guys like that? Metroid you... started it, but Castlevania's big on it. Yeah, yeah, I do, but in Castlevania and Metroid, they telegraph it very well. Yeah. Of like, you just don't have this ability yet. Yeah. Unless you're into breaking things. See, the first time I played Darksiders, I remember coming across, it's very early on in the game, you can see a chest that you can un- you can open and probably get like a a bit of war shard or a bit more health. And it looks accessible, and it wasn't until I googled it that I figured out, God, that's that's not possible. Um, but had that been made more apparent, I would have accepted it and skipped on. And yeah, I totally get what you mean. It should should have been telegraphed a little bit more. Did you guys find that as well? Yeah, yeah like maybe was... if you just end it further from your goal, like if you if you weren't just about making it, yeah. instead you were like hitting halfway. I had the exact same exact same problem. Um, and then at the end, after the game's finished, you know, we were doing the whole platinum thing, and I was missing a couple of health shards or something like that, and I go and Google it, and there's one that's hidden halfway through a level somewhere that I wouldn't even have thought to revisit, and I would have been looking <laughs> yeah. for forever, which just, and, and then I realised that, you know, you could pick up that thing that showed all the locations of everything anyway. It shows all but one, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, the dungeons I found enjoyable until a certain point, and it wasn't until I played the game again through for the second time that I came across the same dungeon that I've always had problems with, and I just didn't think fitted with the game, and that's the Black Throne. It's the best. Um, so, otherwise known as the Water Temple, it's the best yeah. dungeon in the game. No. I remember being so excited. Uh, no. Every temple introduces a new mechanic. You know, one of them introduces the crossblade which allows you to boomerang items to and from you or to hit enemies that are higher up and require a little bit more damage done to them you get um oh, what's the weapon called that allows you to slow down time you get a hook the shot chronosphere. yeah in this one it basically tries to be portal 2 or portal and you can open up portals at different parts of the map on specific gates i guess mm-hmm. and throughout this temple you've got to to warp around and basically connect energy beams back to the main room you've got to do this three times now i was getting so bored like i hit a wall with this and i forced myself through it but at points i just wanted to turn the game off because it was so frustratingly boring Mm, there's there's only a finite amount of clocks that you can portal through before you get bored of doing it yeah Oh, those double spinning <laughs> tower things? Oh That's my gosh, ones. if I do that That's again, I'm going to cry. Yeah. Although, there was something cool about some of the, you know, I, I always love it when they put the idea of jumping fast down a hole and then shooting across a yeah. room. Those yeah. things, they get me every time. I, I love them. But, but the thing that really compounded it for me was this was at the point of the game where the combat decided to say, you know what, you've had an easy ride for... 80% of the game here. 
we're all of, a good, all of a sudden going to throw two of these heavy guys who are usually synchronizing quite well just to fight the one. And we're going to make you, you know, basically punish you for getting getting good at the game so far. This was the point where I got absolutely battered. And then throwing, throwing those portal puzzles in on, on the side and making me think while getting my head kicked about, it wasn't wasn't generally fun. So I am alone in thinking that that was one of the better dungeons then, because it was kind of like a big portal light puzzle with some weight puzzles thrown in. I'm by myself. You guys yes, must Craig, have been... you are Jeez, alone. I thought, I I thought it was great. Players, you guys must have been playing it on the highest difficulty, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. I mean, difficulty-wise, I thought there was a few a few walls I hit and you had to like basically fudge my way through it but for the most part i was surprised at how easy the hardest difficulty was especially on some of the bosses when you when you learn what their movesets are and you just get yeah, into a yeah. rhythm it, it's more the, the, the main mechanic for the combat is the dodge the dash yeah. if you can learn to get out of the way um it takes maybe a little bit to get used to but there's a dash attack you can do as well that will knock majority of the enemies over it'll do a good significant amount of damage and it just becomes a case of spamming that while you're trying to get away from things but right. that that yeah. dodge threw me way off because most games like god of war castlevania dark souls whatever you're invincible during your startup yeah. event and in this you're not so it took a little bit of adjustment you're not invincible at, i believe at any part of that dash no i mm. i actually found the game more difficult at the beginning because i didn't have enough health um, than I did later on, mm-hmm. but I think that's maybe because I hadn't quite got a hang of the dash again. Yeah. Plus, that's a very Zelda thing. Yeah. It's exactly what you and said it, to me. It at the has start. to be added that as the non-platinum member here, I didn't actually go for all upgrades, so I was pretty much playing quite bare bones throughout the whole experience. Oh, I didn't. I didn't platinum it. Oh, well, good. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't have been able to put that time in. It would have bugged me. And you couldn't be bothered sticking elastic bands on analog sticks. <laughs> I did do that. I did do that trophy to okay. get it out of the way. Now, Dave, yeah. Dave, do you remember a night where I was chatting to you on PlayStation and you switched it off without saving <laughs> after having <laughs> ran around in circles for over an hour? Uh, <laughs> yep, yep. Yes, I do. So that's probably the worst trophy I've, I've encountered in gaming for a while. Worst trophy um, in the I, world. Yeah, I. What is it? You had to run a hundred miles on a horse. A hundred miles on a horse. Yeah, the game yeah. is like you would only be running for about twenty miles if you ran everywhere on your horse. It's yeah. It I counted sense. fifteen. Um, so I ended up doing the rubber band technique and leaving it running for. I think it took two or three hours. And I was like, this is stupid because every other yeah, it one's took about me about two and a half hours. Yeah, everyone's achievable without without having to do something like that. But um, just to go back to the Black Throne. I found an interview with the developers of the game, and I can't remember what game magazine it was, and basically the developers were not happy with the way Black Throne released. Um, They said they ran out of time and they just had to kind of release it the way it was, but it wasn't planned to be as tedious as that, and they had other ideas for the second and third tiers of the dungeons. The first part wasn't supposed to carry on to the second and the third, so I guess for a new studio, that's more than acceptable. It's not the worst thing. It's 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 passable. It's just a little bit meh. It kind of 
It took well, the fun out the game. Well, even the boss was kind of meh. Yeah. Um, it was, oh, dodge the big hammer and then hop on its back and stab it. Yeah. And dodged, that yeah. was very... For such a big boss, I was thinking, this is going to be great! Oh, no, wait. Hang on. <laughs> that just got to happen in the eye in the back of his head. One dungeon I did like was the Ashlands. Um, I think we kind of discussed it previously, but it stopped doing the the Zelda sort of puzzle thing at one point and basically you just got like a waves and waves of enemies came at you while you progressed through the the dungeon towards the boss you could pick up a big machine gun sort of thing and shoot your way through it or you could just fight your way through it and I, I quite enjoyed that um I, th- I think by that point you'd also unlocked your chaos form which kind of tripled your size and made you like invulnerable and do massive amounts of damage as well so um i also found the boss there was quite good fun um the boss for anyone who hasn't played it it's basically like a massive worm that chases you it's around. a tremor yeah a tremor mm-hmm. exactly well, good point dave but the great thing about it is you unlock your horse just before you fight it and i was like oh it got me right in the opponent feels you know <laughs> Um, I, I think the horse controls better than it does in like Twilight Princess, so I'll give him that. It's much better controlling. Yeah, mm, yeah. What, what, what's the name of it? Is it Nightmare? Oh, I thought I uh, thought it was a Pona. <laughs> <laughs> no, is it not something like not death, but it's something like murder or like, blood or something? Is pestilence one of the? Yeah, that's a tablet you put up your bum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Pestilence is the White Rider. Uh, which I can't I... remember the name then. Oh, what's the name of the horse? Um, I want to say Fury, but it's not. Oh, it's it Fury. Fury is the th- the woman. Oh, it's the damn. third. And then the fourth should be the White Rider. And they haven't released anything about that as far as I know. Um, Is it Roth? Ruin. Ruin. It's Ruin. Is it Ruin? Ruin's the name of the horse? Okay. I, I don't know about you guys, but the story was the only thing that really made me want to see this through to the end, yeah. especially again. Yeah. Mm. There are just some cool references to biblical things that you don't see very many people do. But uh, even even something like going to the Garden of Eden, where you have to fight your shadow copy because Shadow Link yeah. is cool. Mm. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, re- I really like it. Like the guys definitely did their research when they made this game. I won't bore everybody, but yeah, they definitely did some research. Okay, uh, we're what not bored yet, think? Dave. You're free to expand the tiny bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, just 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 even things like the naming, like the fact that they name him uh, Samael and and uh, Abaddon, hmm. and um, like Abaddon is is an archangel that fell, if I remember correctly. Like even I'm not an expert on this stuff, yeah. But uh, with the seals and I mean the council is kind of made up and everything, but it works great, I think. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, I mean, like, did you guys have the ending figured out before you hit it? Of like, oh, he's the destroyer. Okay. Not not necessarily, but it, it did sort of trigger in my mind a tiny bit. Um, yeah, I thought it, I thought it was a good, a, a nice little conclusion to it. Find, finding that sort of stuff out because you know you you sort of feel like you're against a an enemy with no name for a lot of the story. And I guess that's what it is, but I'm not sure. I don't think there's a, enough depth there for me, but I think what it, what it does have, it does sort of, it it did keep me interested. Yeah, even even despite not really fully 
being immersed in it this second time around, it, you know, it's still still hit the spot, yeah. Nothing. I think a lot of it had to do with just the callbacks. Like, if you know these mythological... It'd be like, you know, if you mm. played a, well, God of War with the Norse, if you know a lot about the Norse gods, then the game will be a little bit deeper. Mm. I think it's that kind of thing. Okay, so yeah, Ab- Abaddon. Abaddon is the... Um, the angel, right? Yes. Yeah, he's okay. the one that's been okay. corrupted, and, and he's that big thing. What's his biblical representation? Is that like in well, well, he's also Greek. Like Greeks call him Apollyon, which you might have seen in other games. But um, he's kind of he is kind of a destroyer. Like like he's a not not necessarily bad, but he kind of like think uh, the angel of death. Okay, so in, in other words, this this was quite easily forecast to you just through knowing that sort of background information straight away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like I mean, there was always the chance that they're going to have Abaddon be something different, and that's fine, that's cool, whatever. But if you knew it, you'd be like, oh, okay, I'm going to keep my eye on him because, um, yeah, I know. Okay, so you, you, you didn't had the fall for it straight away that he would have... Yeah. You didn't. <laughs> so when you saw him disappear, pretty much at the start of the game, you didn't think, like that's well, that's that's him forever. That's him forever gone. It's going to be about his. It was his daughter, wasn't it? The the character you spend more t- more time in the game. I, I don't think it was his daughter. I thought they were comrades. Well, it should be his daughter. She looks a bit. Yeah, like it kind of looks like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, angels all look alike. I hate to be racist, but you know, <laughs> yeah. they all look alike. Um, yeah, yeah, it'd be like, it, it, think of it this way, if if his name had been the Destroyer, because that's what his name means, mm. in Hebrew, I think, Yeah, you'd, you'd know, oh, right away, okay, yeah, yeah, that's totally the bad guy. I mean, you didn't know necessarily how to play it, but... <laughs> and when you play the game, and you're looking at that final trophy, thinking, that one's got the lowest percentage, that must be the final boss, and it says, defeat the Destroyer, <laughs> then you can put two and two together yeah. quite easily, yeah. I'm guessing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. It's like it's like even even Samael. I mean, I mean, if you know about him, mm. you're like, okay, I know what you're gonna do, you crafty son of a bitch. You know, I mean, it's just kind of if you know about those characters, it does help with understanding the story. Sadly, as far as I'm aware, in biblical references, there are no giant Scotsmen with hammers. What? Oh, I think See, we should fix after that. After playing Dark Siders, <laughs> I was totally ready to pick up a copy of the Bible and get a wee read-through, but not now. <laughs> <laughs> get off, Milan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, if, if you guys are ever bored, it's like seriously just Googling one of the names of the villains and how they act. You'll be like, oh, I see it now. So yeah, it, I really gelled hmm. the story on this one. Hmm. I quite, I quite like um, Speaking of giant Scotsmen, there are um, quite some voice actors in this game. It, does anyone know who the Scottish person is? Your ma. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I, uh, For some reason, I was going to say Kevin MacLeod then, but I don't know. Kevin MacLeod's the sure Grand Designs guy. Okay. So yes, yeah, Who's a... the guy off train spotting? Kevin Bennett Blanc is a French-British actor, and that's the guy that played Ulfin. The Scottish guy is a French-British guy. Oh, there you go. Just 
just talking about voice actors, did you guys notice that? Um, so there's two characters that look sound very very similar, and there's the Mark Marker, Hamill and Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill. Mm. And then there's a <laughs> <Yeah>. guy, <laughs> Volgram, yeah. uh, which is like the salesman, also sounds like Mark Hamill, but it actually yeah. isn't. I when I first played the game, I thought, oh, those cheap bastards! They've, <laughs> yeah, they've bought totally. Mark Hamill. Totally. And now they've paid him to do two different voices, but they they basically paid two actors to do the same voice. That's that's absolutely. I did think that. I kept getting confused between them, thinking that's the same guy. And then I was yeah. I was moving the camera around, trying to check any any lips to see if I could tell who was speaking at the time. <laughs> and I don't know if there were any lips. Out of curiosity, guys, would you really hate it if the whole game was voiced by Mark Hamill? No, he's he's one of the best bits of the game. <laughs> Yeah, I'm okay with the Mark Hamill being war as well. Um, so shall I move on to final thoughts, or is there anything else anybody wants to touch on? Yeah, I think we're good. Music's forgettable. There's no yeah. point discussing that. <laughs> I'll leave that bit in yeah, the yeah. mic. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, music's forgettable. It's 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 a lot of choirs and grandiose <laughs> themes. It fits in the moment. I'll give it that. It fits in the moment, but you ain't walking away going. Oh. <laughs> whistling on the way to work I don't even if that wasn't in the game I I, I wouldn't know anyway I wouldn't know <laughs> I played it on mute um, one thing I will say the sound design I thought was good the sound effects in general it did that Zelda thing of um, you know if you open a chest or you unlock the puzzle it, yeah it, the sound effects I thought were, were good gratifying it it hit you right in the warm and fuzzies um. Anyone else got anything to add on sound? Mark Hamill is good. Mark Hamill is pretty good, isn't he? Let's say that again. Yeah, Mark. Okay. I'll I'll give War. I I like I like the guy who plays War. Yeah. He's got a very nice deep gravitas. Liam O'Brien. Like, yes. Liam O'Brien. Yeah, he's got a good voice. I think everybody else was kind of passable. Is Liam O'Brien the guy off Metal Gear Solid Two? As Raiden, something. He was Illidan. Um, he's not done anything since. Before 2007, so I'm not sure if he did Metal Gear Solid 2. Oh no, sorry. No, I'm, I'm messed up. He's not right. He's in Catherine. That's maybe where you're recognizing him from. Oh, maybe. Right, cut that bit. Michael got it wrong. Cut it. Cut it quick. <laughs> no, I'm going to keep it in. It's got to stay in. Cool. Well, guys, it sounds like everybody's had an almost positive experience with Darksiders. Is that true? What's your final thoughts? I I guess I better start off then. Um, yeah, this as I mean one one thing we didn't mention here was which pl- which uh, version of the game we did actually play, and I think for all of us it might have been the PS4 Warmaster Edition. It was, but, um, yeah, yeah. I I originally played this on the PS3. I think I I might have even platinumed it back then if I remember right, but I really did enjoy it back in the day. Uh, this this is unfortunately one of the examples of where a game seems like it hasn't really passed the the test of time, and I really just wanted to get through it for the show. I I sort of lost interest about two or three three hours in, where you would <laughs> do with quite a lot of remasters. You know, you, yeah. you buy the remastered version of a game, you play it for an hour or two, you go, oh, that's interesting. I'll probably not play that again because. I've already completed it in the past. But, uh, but, yeah, it's just an odd one that, at the time, it felt like a really good representation of Zelda where, you know, the only other thing that you'd be shouting out was, oh, Akami's a better Zelda than Zelda. 
Uh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, in this case, you know, the visual the visual thing behind the characters was still there. It still looks really well unique. It still looks like its own thing. It is a bit more generic than I remember it being. And you know, I personally I thought all the bosses were a little bit rubbish. But um no, I, th- I think it still has its redeeming features and as a game that's been given away so many times in PS Plus and Humble Bundles and all sorts of things, it's definitely worth giving a shot if you've never played it before, but revisiting it, I I wish I hadn't. I, th- I think I should have savoured the original thoughts, to be honest. Well, I this was my first playthrough with it. I, I had an absolute blast, dude, to be honest. It was kind of... It was generic in places and a wee bit tedious in other places and some of the trophies for that platinum can just go and burn in hell with, you know, everyone else in there. <laughs> hey, um, but, <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I had a blast. It was quite, some of it was quite satisfying to do. I did enjoy the, the worst bit of the game, it seems. So, you know, it couldn't have been all that bad. Yeah, you're And weirdo. from the first half an hour or 45 minutes of it I wanted to see it through because it was just a big biblical whodunit and it was just, you know, you just just want to kind of go with the flow it was a bit zelda it's fine so yeah, I'm never going to play it again but, but other than that I'm, 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 I'm now interested to play the second game if that helps which I've, I've never played or even really looked at so that's something now, I've never played a Zelda game before, <laughs> so I don't quite get all these references. I kind of agree with both Mike and Craig. I agree with Mike in the fact that in a time when we ha- when I hadn't played Lords of Shadow or God of War or Devil May Cry 4, I really liked this game. I think it kind of, once you start comparing it to everything it's trying to pull from, is when it starts to show it seems a little bit. Like, yes, it is. if you never played Zelda, this would be fun until you compare it to Zelda. And then you'll be like, hmm, okay, it's not quite as good. And the combat will be great until you compare it to God of War. And then it's, eh, eh not so great. So I, I think it kind of, it's nothing but the sum of its parts. And And all those parts are good parts. I don't think they stand up to repeated playthroughs very well because once the originality of the story is gone and once the originality of everything it does pull in is gone, then there's really not much there. So I'm glad I played it the first time. And I'm glad I played it again this time because now I'll probably never play it again Mm -hmm. unless I decide to go platinum it. But I'm not sad that I played it. I still enjoyed the story. It's good. It was a solid pick. It was a solid pick, dude. Yeah. I think I'd agree with, with you guys. Uh, the first time I played it, I mean, I went in with very little knowledge apart from really liking the guy that created it. Um, being a big Zelda fan that hadn't had a Nintendo console for a while, it just hit everything right for me. It, it was it was a perfect nod to a Zelda game on what it could be on a different console and a different theme. Uh, I would say for the 20 hours it takes to complete, if you haven't done so, you should check it out. It is a game worth playing. Even, I mean, even being seven, nearly eight years old, 
it's not terrible. It it's still playable. Um, I think you'll enjoy it. I've recommended it to a couple of friends who have both said that you know that's it's been really good and it's that they highly regard it. So that's surely something. Um, going back a second time, I did kind of shut off a bit. Uh, I got the platinum this time and. It was a good game to listen to other podcasts too. So, <laughs> yeah, that's maybe something to do with it. But um, yeah, I, I I would thoroughly thoroughly recommend it. Also, I, I would like to give props. I mean, this is their first game, yeah. and for their first game, they're probably wanting to pay homage just to all yeah. the games they grew up playing. And I think they do a great job for their first effort. Like this is amazing for the first product you ever put out. Definitely. Cool. All right, guys. Well, we have been the Bit Effect. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at the Bit Effect. You can almost, sorry, you can also email us. You can almost smell us. Yeah. Uh, you can almost email us suggestions for other games or topics. I, I don't really care at this point. Um. So. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. Uh, we will be back with another one of these games in the future. We haven't decided what game we want to play, so if you would like to suggest one, get in touch. So goodbye, fuckers. Goodbye. Goodbye. Good boy. Good boy. Bye. Say goodbye. Good night. Five, four, three, two, one. Stop. Stop.